Frank here wants to come up and and wants to just do his own thing. <laughs> and it starts to manifest in a way that we don't really or shouldn't really display. Um, but we have to, it's something you have to pursue as, as we're going to learn. So let's just um, recap because it's been quite a while since I've, I've spoken about this. Um, so I was saying like how it's, it's really important because the fruit, I, the fruit of the Spirit is something that really affects our character and our character is who we really are. It affects all of our decisions, all of our choices, all of our life choices. And it, it even taps into the thing of our values and our morals and the things that we believe. Because then it will help, it will then make you make decisions. As we discovered like with, as we spoke about with like the last time with David, David, King David, when he was faced with actually um, being um, he was given the parable, but David responded and reacted to Nathan the prophet when he was told about the person who actually stole that person's lamb. He says, thou, he says, um, thou art the man. He, and David just held up his hands, which is this really showing the type of heart David had. He had a heart that was repentant. He had a heart that was longing for God. He had a heart that was humble. And you know, sometimes <clears throat> we, we are all faced with things. And sometimes it's, it's to, to actually embrace the truth is difficult. But David, he embraced the truth and he didn't resist it. The last, in, in last when I last spoke about this, um, and I spoke about King Ahab and how he went to battle with Jehoshaphat. And he, Jehoshaphat, King Jehoshaphat, who was his ally, put the, the, the king's robe, the royal robes on. And the usual trend is, is that you always go for, you, if you get the king, man, you've got everything. You get the spoils, you get the whole lot. So um, the enemy was wanted to get Ahab. And Ahab, um, being a coward, he didn't, put the king, he didn't put the royal robe on. He put something on to disguise himself which immediately is just showing like the character right there. He wasn't doing the right thing. So he went into battle and the Bible says like out randomly, an arrow was like sent out into the, into the air and it landed. He had his armor on and do you know where it landed? Right in between his armor. So it got him. Whether he thought he wouldn't get caught or not, and then the Bible says like how he was, he says, you know, put me up, you know, prop me up, make it look like I'm alive. So he, he was up there making stuff, which was quite noble of him. But then the Bible says later on that it, he died, but later on how he wanted to like lift up this, this idol. And it really, it really caused the Lord to be angry because he started to worship these um, an idol. I've, I've got the scripture there, but I, I won't go into it because of time. Because it's, but basically, his character was not the one that we should be pursuing. And then we spoke about the the aspect of. Let's just go to that point, so we can 
be on the same page. Yes, yeah, so we then came to the point of saying that when we give our hearts to Christ, Christ begins a work in us. He begins to change us. He begins to do things in our hearts so that we can be shaped and molded in his image. Because this whole thing, you know, look, we, we go evangelism and it's good, it's important. But when we go to work, when we go to do the school run, do shopping and do life, people are not just going to see our faces, they're going to see our actions, they're going to see our lifestyle. This thing here of where we, how we live our lives is so crucial. So people need to really see the Christ in us. Because you want people to come and say to you, wow, there's something about you. What, what is it? What is it that makes that change? And it's, it's not the Hugo boss suit that you're wearing or the Armani shoes. You know, some, sometimes you do some crocodile shoes. And you come and say, yeah, crocodile. No, that's the thing. That's, that's not, not what's going to make the difference. It is the heart condition, your lifestyle. When they see the love, the Christ in you. And I'm not saying that we're to be perfect and get it right all the time. Because the reality is, we won't. And I, uh, we won't. But if we are pursuing, we are chasing, we are calling out to God. And we're calling out to God from our whole heart. The scripture says that when we seek God, we must seek him with our whole heart. Which is implying at times, we can seek God. But we're not seeking him with our, our whole heart. In the, in the Gospels, it says, these people, they seek after me, with, with, they're close to me with their lips, but their hearts, they're far from me. This, which is why, which is implying again, whenever we are seeking the Lord, we have to seek him with everything. Our heart is huge in the sense of, there are so many aspects and different dimensions of our heart. And we have to bring it before him and say, hey, Lord, this is where I'm at and I need your help. And it's a daily thing. It's not, not just on Sunday mornings. It's not just on the days when you're going to work. Every single day and every single second, as the song goes, I need the every hour. We need Jesus every hour, every step of the way, every step of the way. So this point that we got up to, they're saying about, I, I read the scripture about being confident of this very thing that he who's begun a good work in us will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. As we give ourselves to him and as we seek him with everything, and when I say seek him with everything, the other aspect I forgot to mention is this, is that we bring those areas that we are, you know, like we repetit re repetitively keep on like, oh Lord, I've sinned, I've sinned again, I've sinned again. You think, oh man, Lord, I'm, I'm coming before your throne of grace again. These are the things we have to bring before the throne of grace. We have to. And it's, 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 it's sometimes it feels like, oh Lord, I feel embarrassed again. But this is the reality. We have to do this. We have to. This is all part of walking along the, the highway of holiness. The highway of holiness is, it is it's, it's not a, a broad road where you can 
do, do all kinds of somersaults. Listen, listen it's, it's restrictive, it's narrow, and it's, it's a road where you have to walk in the right way, pure and holy before the Lord. So we then went on to mention about um, the scripture I, I said earlier, about we need to imitate God in everything we do and we say. Then we mentioned about the, the, the fruits of the Spirit. We mentioned this, that the fruit of the Spirit is not loads of different fruits that we see sat on the table in a bowl. It's one fruit and nine segments. We said it's likened unto an orange that may have, that has different, has more than, more than nine segments, but you understand what I'm saying? It's got different segments in that one orange one fruit and when we become born again that fruit is in us but then we need to develop it now this is the interesting thing that we said that this fruit let's just mention this scripture before I mention what I was going to mention this um, in Galatians chapter 5 verse 16 to 23 and I'll just read this it says so I say let the Holy Spirit guide your lives then you won't be doing what the sinful nature craves the sinful nature wants to do evil how many of you know that the sinful this sinful nature it every day it wants to do evil every day which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants and the spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. Because this is the great thing. When we become born again, we receive the nature of Christ. But this is, we need to be reminded of this constantly. Because you know when the scripture says that the mind is at enmity with God, there's always a war going on. There's always a struggle going on with the, the, the flesh and the spirit, with the flesh and the spirit, with the flesh and the spirit. And the spirit is the one that seek, needs to be dominating. But at times, the ways of the soul, the ways of, of the flesh is dominating. Be you know why? Because we feed the, 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 the soulish realm, the, our flesh, more than our spirits. That's the reality of it. And at times, we do not want to really even tuck into the word. Because it's like, oh, this, this is gratifying, this is satisfying. My flesh, this is the reality of it. But as we renew our minds, as we remember what God's word says, who we are, and we've received, as the scripture says, we've received a divine nature. When you think of it, we've received the divine nature of God. God himself, Christ in us, the hope of glory. That is a very powerful thing to um, be reminded of. We've got the divine nature of Christ. We've got Christ in us, the hope of glory. So that everywhere we go, we have God with us. We, we, we don't even need to... It's, it's as if we are walking along the high street. Demon spirits can see who is a Christian and who is not. They can see the Christ in you. They can see the light in you emanating, which is why at times there's like a, like a backlash, oh, move away from me. Sometimes you want to give a leaflet, like when we was giving out some leaflets, some people weren't even interested. 
But that's fine. Oh, but, but they can deceive. Demon spirits are very, very, they can see, they can see. Somebody who is, where the light is emanating, where the, they're seeking to walk in holiness. They can also see people where they're just like living a, a devilish life. They're just, ah, it's all right, man. Don't worry about it. This one we have to be careful of. Do you remember the seven sons of Sceva? When they were sought to go and um, try to kick a demon out of somebody. And the demon said to them, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you? That, that tells us that demons have, demon spirits have knowledge. And they know your, they, they see how you operate. They're not like God, they can, they're everywhere at once. But they can see your life spiritually because they're spirits. So let's read on. And the spirit gives us the desires that are, the op that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other so that we are not free to carry out our intentions. But when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Immorality, impurity, lustful, pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have be before, that anyone living this sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. It's quite self-explanatory. But then it goes on to read, in, it says in verse 22, but the Holy Spirit, everybody say, but the Holy Spirit, produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these. So these are the things that, these fruits are the things that God wants to develop in our hearts and in our lives. Now, I, I, I mentioned that when it comes to developing the fruits of the Spirit, it's not, you, you, not it's, you know like you've got like the gifts of the Spirit, you've got the fruits of the Spirit. We said that the fruit of the Spirit is something you have to develop all the time, every single day. You say, how do we develop it? Hang around with people. Move around with people. Spend time with people. It will soon develop very quickly. Very, very, very quickly. Um, and in particular, like when you're married, it, it gets developed even, even quicker. But, but, but it's the, this, this is the reality of it. We need to get developed because you've got the gifts of the Spirit and you've got the fruit of the Spirit. The, 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 the spiritual gifts are great stuff and it's exciting I, I love it I and I'm I, one day hopefully I will speak on that but if you have the fruits the gifts of the spirit and you don't have the character to be able to deal with those gifts you it will go off the rails big time it will be big problems ahead it's pride can get in the way and all of that kind of stuff which we don't need so
the, the other example I gave was like, um, it's important that, do you remember that example I gave about the, the, the gentleman, the, the young boy who had a car, he had a car and he wants to jump in, his, in, in the Ferrari. And it's, if he doesn't know how to drive that car, it's, it's no good. He needs, that, he needs that, that character. He needs to know how to drive it. So in other words, you need the character to be able to drive that car. You need the knowledge, you need the, the character to kind of get it right because otherwise it will just go off the rails. So I'm talking about the gifts and the fruit of the spirit. And the fruit of the spirit is it's something that's earned, it's, it's developed over time, but the, the gifts is like, it's just given. So it's just like a, a Christmas tree. As I said, the presents are in the Christmas tree, this is there. But fruits, you develop it. Just like an apple tree and a pear tree. It, it, over time, it develops. So let me go on to the point of where I mentioned about with fruit. No, first, no, first Corinthians chapter 13, verse 8 to 10. Love never fails, but whether there be prophecies, they will fail. Whether there be tongues, they'll cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when we, but, but when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. There's gonna be a time when the spiritual gifts will be no longer and we won't need them anymore. But the fruit of the spirit is gonna be prevailed, like our character, that's gonna last forever. So in other words, like love, that's gonna, you know like how we're seeking having to use it here on earth? When we go to heaven, that's gonna be something that's gonna be happening on a constant basis. We will not need the spiritual gifts because we're in heaven with the Lord. So I began to speak about how to cultivate the, the fruit. Cultivating the fruit. So there's, a, I think, yeah, so four steps we've got here. So study God's word. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, it says we need to be a workman of the word of God. It speaks about, let's read that scripture. So it says here, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. It says, be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We need to be students of the word of God. We've got to feed upon the word of God. This is what will actually help feed our, our character and help us to make the right choices. It will help the fruit of the Spirit be developed in the sense of your obtaining knowledge about the word of God and feeding your spirit. The second thing that we mentioned the last time is that we just need to spend time in prayer and not just spending time in prayer but just listening to him. Many times we spend time in prayer but we don't listen to what he is saying. The scripture says that we, are, we, are, we need to pray without ceasing. And 
the basis of Jesus' ministry, the basis of his ministry was his relationship with God. Everything he done came out from that. He spoke out from that. He lived out from that. Everything was based upon his relationship with God. Number three, as we mentioned the last time, is that we should cultivate fellowship with the saints. And again, the more that we spend time with each other, the more that the gifts can be, the fruit of the spirit can be cultivated and developed. And someone says, boy, I'm not going to be fellowshipping with anyone. Boy, you won't grow that. You just stay where you are. Because we mustn't be afraid to make mistakes. We're going to make mistakes. That's the reality of it. Um, and the more, I mean, you think about it as a stone in the water, the way how it becomes smooth is because it jostles against each other. It rubs against each other. And you think, boy, this, this is a bit tough. Yeah, this, this is what it's all about. We need to become more like Christ so that when people see us, they can see Christ. Because Jesus said this, if um, people will know you when we have love one toward another, we need to be able to display love toward one towards another. The, the fourth thing I had here was that we need to submit to discipline. And by discipline, I mean two aspects. You've got the self-discipline, just the basic one, just keeping your, you know, the, yourself clean and all that kind of stuff. But then you've got like church discipline, where like you're a member of a church, where you're actively involved. All those kind of things actually helps and develops you as a believer. So just doing something on a regular basis and participating in the different activities and in the life of the church will actually help you to grow and to develop. So I want us to look at the, the first aspect or the first segment of the fruit of the spirit. So looking at love. So love is a very important aspect. It's, it's like the core because as we know God is love and it's the key of the Christian faith as we know as it says in the book of John the gospel of John chapter 3 verse 16 that God so loved the world that he gave that speaks about how God is always wanting to pour out his love always wanted to pour out forgiveness even when he himself has been hurt by us he wants to give he wants to make sure that we are all okay do you remember the story of the prodigal son when he messed up he spent all of his inheritance and the father he wasn't said listen man, let me account for everything that you've been you've been spending he held out his arms wide and he received him that is the love of god in action and in John chapter 13, um, verse 34 to 35, it says, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all men will know that you're my disciples. 
So the love is a commandment, it's not an option. And also it, the command, the, the love sums up all of the previous commandments. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 14, it says, let all that you do be done with love. Let, and that's, that's a very powerful verse of scripture. Let, just think about that. Let all that you do be done with love. So as you do something for somebody, your motive must be like love, not something that you want to get from it. I mean, that is, this scripture, if we did, if we display it in everything and, and, and live it out in every area of our lives, that would be really, wow, that's, that is powerful. I mean, when I was reading this, I was saying, Lord, I can see so many areas in my life where I've not been displaying love. And this is what we're going to be taking to eternity with us. This fruit of love is crucial to the point that, just going back to the aspect of the gifts, even when we don't do the, when we're, using the, the, word, the Lord is using us with the spiritual gifts. Our motives must be like, not, ah, oh, look, look at me, I'm, I'm, God is using me with great power and, and signs and wonders. But our heart must be like, as Jesus was, with compassion to see someone healed, to see someone well, to see someone whole, to see someone changed. That his, his motive, his heart, is just wanting to see that in them. Because, you know, it's very easy. It's very easy to just, you know, like um, in, in, the, in, the, in the Gospels, it said that the, the people came and was going to get judged. And then and the one says, Lord, look, didn't I cast out devils in your name? Didn't I heal the sick in your name? Didn't, didn't I do many great works in your name? And he's going to say, go away, you didn't know me. When I think about that, I know it's about knowing God and, and stuff like that. It's about knowing him. But if we seek to really pursue him, pursue God with all our hearts, it will be easy to flow in love because the Lord will just... Bring it to our minds that, look, what you're doing, are you doing this in love? Or is this just for yourself? Uh, is it only you that's benefiting? Or is that other person benefiting? The scripture says in the book of Philippians that we must look out for one another. Look for the interests of one another more than ourselves. And that's displaying love. Now, there's different types of love, and I, I'll be very quick on this because I realize I don't have much time. So there's four types of love. So you've got filio, which is like friendship love. Eros, which is love based upon our feelings and, and the worldly type of love. And then you've got number three, stargay, which is natural love. 
and agape, which is the love which is not dependent upon any feeling. It's, it's, it's a love that comes out of a decision. And it is completely, as Joseph said, it's completely unconditional. It will do something for someone regardless of what that person has said or done or how they've reacted. It will just come out from that. When Jesus died on the cross, he knew about all the different things man was going to be doing to him, but yet he still died for us. He was beaten, he was bruised, he was crushed, he was whipped, he was, his flesh was torn, he was, his, he, the Bible says like how the spear was pierced in his side, so blood and water came out. But yet he was still prepared to go through that because of the love that he had for you and I. His love was intense for all of us. And God wants us to have unconditional love for one another and to display that. So let's talk briefly. How, do, how can we cultivate that? The first thing is that you need to be born of God born of God and it says since you this is first Peter chapter 1 verse 22 to 23 it says since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit in sincere love of the brethren love one another fervently with a pure heart so it doesn't say when it says like you should love one another it must be zealous, it must be hot and fiery. You should, we should be able to see the love oozing out from all, you, you see it. It's like, wow, this person, man, they're just really kind and loving, they're always giving. I remember there was one, there was one aunt, I always used to go to, when I would, we used to go to her house in um, Clapham Common, she's passed away now, every single time, we went to her house. She would always give you something. Always give you, and she didn't have much because she was a pensioner. But she always wanted to give something to you. And I, we, I mean, me and Mel even still talk about this till this day. Like, wow, someone to someone who didn't have much, but wants to always give. So just going on, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. So we've got that seed of the word of the seed that has been placed in us. Number two, the love has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So in Romans chapter 5, verse 5, it says, Now hope does not disappoint, but the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, who has given, who's been given to us. So you know those times when you don't feel like actually displaying love to somebody because you remember the pain, the hurt that they've actually 
displayed to you? We can tap into this well right here that's mentioned in Romans chapter 5, verse 5. The Holy Spirit has poured love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And when he's, because he's poured that love into our hearts, we can say, Holy Spirit, please, I want to display love to this person. Please, can you help me? Please, because you've given me the love of God that's been shed abroad in our hearts. This unconditional love, not the love of the world. Um, number so number three, love it requires the cooperation of our will. It's I, I I remember I was going to I went to lunch with some guys um, near my workplace and he just started to tell me a little bit about his life and then I he was saying that how he really he he loved being around different people and doing different. Um, I can't really go into detail because I need to make this child friendly. <laughs> but uh, he loved going around to different places and doing different things. He loved. Read between the lines, please. And so I said, is that really, really, really loved? Is that really loved? And I, and I, I, I explained to him what true love is, how it's unconditional, and how it's, it's not... Um, it's, the type of love he was describing was a different type of love. You know the other ones I was mentioning, like the Eros and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. So he got thinking. He thought, whoa, okay. I broke it down a bit more than that because I, I, I can't do it for us um, in this service. But my, my point is, is when we love, it's an act of the will. And another question they, were, they asked me was like, after, because you know, me and Mel have been married for 15 years, so you're saying, you know the love, is, is it really, do you really feel the love like even now? Do you feel, do you feel the love? Is it really strong? I said, no, I don't feel it. I don't feel no love. I don't feel love. I said, it's because it's, it's a decision of the will. It's, love is not a feeling. It's not eros. It's, it's because remember the type of, with this, you see, if we live by that type of love, we would be, we'd have, we'd have been gone long time, mate. If we love by the, 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 the things of the world, it will not last. But if you love by what God is saying, and you go by what his word is saying, you will stand strong and long. I mean, look how long you guys have been married. Bless you guys, man. That's good, man. How, how many years have you been married? 20. Wow, look at that, man. Big three hours coming up. Big party, yeah? But my point is, it's an act of the will. It's an act of the will. It's not feelings. Don't get me wrong. You have all these feelings in the beginning of the relationship. Ooh, all the lovely, oh, it's lovely to dance. You have all the, all the emotions. But after the emotions have got, has gone, it's down to the nitty gritty, right? And then you have to start living out of your will. I choose. I true, yeah, it's, it's, it's a choice. Because if you start to move out from that kind of realm, wow, you start to do things that you didn't want to do.
And then number four is being by making ourselves available and sacrifices, sacrificing our resources. That is another way of actually displaying the love of God, just like what you guys do on a Friday. You're going out, giving food and tea and talking with those who are homeless is displaying love, which is really beautiful. It's really good. And, and displaying love to our brothers and our sisters in, if they need some help in any way, shape, or form. So with that, I want to just end. I want us to pray. I want us to pray that the Lord will help us in the area of love and the fruit of the Spirit, that He will help us to be more fruitful in that area and developed. Father, we just come before you. We just pray that you will help us to really um, be more like you. I pray that you will touch us in the area of the fruit of the Spirit in our lives, that we can develop our character and develop how we need to be in, in being like you. I pray that you will strengthen us and help us. We ask for your strength and for your grace. In Jesus' name, amen.